<laughs> Welcome, friends. Thanks for joining us for another episode. I'm Keith. I'm Kate. I'm Josh. I'm Renee. And it's okay if you're not okay. Today we're talking about self-care. And so let's let's dig into this a little bit. Uh, Kate, what are some of your favorite things to talk about when it comes to self-care? So before I get into my favorite thing, I, I just want to put in a disclaimer real quick that when we talk about self-care. Wait, no, we're only allowed one disclaimer, <laughs> and, and it's a prescriptive okay. thing we say in every episode. I'm going to put in a side note. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Footnote. <laughs> right. Um, right off the bat and just say that when we're talking about self-care, that we all know what self-care is. If we, It's a buzzword. I mean, if we're going to be honest, we we all talk about it. And so um, the importance of figuring out what works best for you and knowing that as we're giving you examples to make sure that you keep a list of different things because what works for you one day is going to be very different than what works the next day. So if I know that I'm in a place where emotional eating is going to be my thing, which is not always considered a healthy coping strategy because it's more of an avoidant, you know, mask the feelings, then I know for me, and I'm going to sound way older than I am, but I, I crochet because it keeps my hands going. It keeps my minds off of things. And it's a skill that works for me in that moment. I know in other ones, if I am needing to be more thankful, grateful, appreciative, I have apps in place. I know the Calm app is great for me to utilize. And so when I talk about self-care, um, I have to challenge myself. Some people will agree. Some people won't. But I have to process through what it is that I need and what is actually truly considered effective versus yeah. what I'm thinking is yeah. effective just in that moment. I want to dive into that specific thing. Before that, I do want to say our official disclaimer, the one and only, <laughs> is that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast did not necessarily represent those of Johnson County Mental Health Center or Johnson County government. Glad and I then now let's <laughs> <laughs> let's dive into that. And I think, Renee, I was cutting you off there. No, I, I just wanted to make sure that, and this is for the four of us in, in this space as well, that, Kate, you bring up a, a great dialectic. Eh, maybe that's a, a fancy word. You bring up two things. Self-care and coping strategies are extremely different. Right. That's right. That's true. Extremely That's a good point. Yeah. different. Yep. Coping skills are... Uh, and so I'm going to challenge, if, if it's okay... That's a great that point. your crocheting That's a is coping. a coping That's a mechanism. great point. And, Thank you for correcting and that. With, no, That's a with great that, an effective coping mechanism. Ab- yes. 4K. Right. 4K. Absolutely. Right. Where the self-care is, how do yeah, I take care of myself outside of It's a more of, of a preventive. Those... Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's yeah. a great, that's a great point. But I will guarantee you that there are folks that we live among, work among, that are listening to this podcast that could really confuse the two or haven't, <laughs> or, or don't, no, that's a great point. haven't been exposed yep. to the difference between coping strategies versus self-care so can yeah. you describe that one more time so it's a, so it's so we can so the listeners can really understand the sure and I, I hope you guys call me out if it's okay. not making sense that that coping strategy is we're doing something probably an activity of some sort to avoid a behavior or a thought that we do not want to participate in so like again, can I use your example, Kate? Is oh, that yeah. okay? Okay. <laughs> yes. No, no, I no. This is, this, but this is this this is a great educational yeah. moment. And, and yeah. if you don't want me to use your example, I mean, please let no, let me please. know no, that. Please. Yeah. Uh, so so you just again so courageously let us know that when you are confronted with the option to emotionally eat, 
to get a crochet needle and yarn. Is that what it is? Okay. Mm-hmm. In your hands, you prevent yourself from doing that. Right. That is amazing. That's awesome. And that is a coping mechanism. Right? Right. So um, the self-care strategy that I will uh, challenge you to tell me what that is, is what do you do for yourself so that you don't find yourself in a place where you want to emotionally eat, where you are emotionally regulated? That would be your self-care item. Well, and I think, his name. yeah, <laughs> and so I think I appreciate being challenged on that. I'm a embarrassed oh, that goodness, I got no. those. No way. Cause I know, well, I mean, I know the difference between the two. Yep. I just, I guess it says a lot about where I'm at now. Cause I was just joking before we started about, I was like, well, I could talk about self care all day long. <laughs> um, I'm not the best at applying it. And this conversation here goes to that Yeah, because, um, even when you say, what is your self-care strategy? My answer is, I don't know. Yeah. Because I don't take that time. Oh, gosh, see, I'm going to be kicked off this podcast no. here Not soon. One bit. This is I real, don't... right? I mean, this is what every person who's listening <laughs> yes. to this podcast is wrestling with. Yeah. And we so all know a... self-care is important. Yes. And it's all is a struggle for all of us to figure out how to be the most effective uh, and or even what that means. <laughs> or I... they get it confused on a skill yeah. Versus thi- versus or you live in the world where you are just, you are engaging exponentially more with coping. And that's where yeah. I think that's where yeah. I'm at. And that's, and I've yes. been that way for a long time. I'm more yeah. reactive in terms of how I approach things. Um, I used to be great at self-care. I used to. So it used to be running for me um, was my self-care because I could go. Before I felt like I got to a heightened level, I could just go run. I could kind of connect. Um, I was much more fit at that point. But I could connect in a different way and kind of get some of that energy out. Um, Physical fitness used to be a big self-care thing for me. And then I've lost track once I transitioned more into a working world. I would say some of my self-care um, ties into work some, and I know that Josh is going to look at me weird. Um, I mean, what's new, but some of that self care is because it makes, it brings me purpose and value and that is self care for me, but I, I do get stuck in the coping. So as embarrassed as I am that I navigated quickly to coping, um, unintentionally since I know the difference, it does say a lot. And I, I guess I'm challenging the listeners as well. Um, cause this has been a real eye opener already for me. We're what, five minutes in, um, to think about how you're practicing and are you just putting a bandaid and continually sitting in the coping side of it because you're not being more proactive in it. Response versus prevention. Right. Yeah. Well, I want to clarify is that, um, we are, we are saying that those, coping strategies to avoid negative behaviors those can be positive too i mean we're not saying we're not saying like that coping strategies are bad and self-care is good oh no no no, right knitting for anxiety would be an effective coping skill drinking for anxiety would be an ineffective coping skill well and let me also go back to because i i too can relate to the uh, the specific example of emotional eating eating a Cheese pizza from Costco is, is a, would be a coping skill in that moment. I will tell you, I will continue to have to engage in different 
alternative coping skills because I will come back to that emotional state instead of, hey, I'm going to pick up a crochet needle and some yarn and steer myself away from it. I sure did cope with that in the moment and give into it. I sure did. Right. Didn't have the positive outcome. Right. How did you feel five minutes after? Absolutely. And so we definitely talk about some of the behaviors that we tend to classify as negative are essentially coping. And that is why we talk about in the world of recovery, whether it's addictions, whether it is um, um, mental illness, it's behavior replacement, right? We're doing these things and we've got to replace me putting a cheese pizza in my mouth with something that doesn't have um, a negative impact on my health. Sure. Yep. Yeah. I think for self-care then, let's, let's come back to that. Um, Sorry. No, 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 this, this, is, is, this is a part is a of the conversation. This <laughs> is a part this of our lives. And this is part of how we Can I say thank you to Kate too? Because yeah. I I feel that close to you and safe with this space. I, thank you for letting me say that. Oh, and, absolutely. And kind of challenge it to everybody because I thought what you had said was really powerful and 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 letting me say hey can i can i challenge that oh i'm glad i'm like i'm so glad you and, did because i know the difference and i yeah. just i yeah hashtag real life yeah yep. that's right <laughs> two words that come to mind so coming to self-care two words that come to mind that help frame that conversation um both words i think come from the world the worlds of physical fitness and then also spirituality are practices and disciplines these are long-term things that we engage in in some kind of ritual practice over over time, and that's that's usually what we're mean by by self care. Yes. So, yes. Um, Renee, what are some of your favorite self care practices? Yeah, absolutely. So there is a table that is in my place of residence, and it looks like a dining room table, but it does not function as a dining room table. And I am okay with the judgments and the thoughts and the feelings of other folks when they see it because it is the jigsaw puzzle table. Oh. Yes. And it sits in the middle of my dining room and I don't care because what I have recognized um, is that, so I am an extrovert. I am <laughs> an extrovert. 28 on a 30 point scale. Everybody's folks. surprised. Okay. <laughs> so I get energized by being around people. But let me tell you, that does not mean that I don't need my right. space and my alone time. And jigsaw puzzles keep my mind active enough, but also relaxed enough. And it keeps my um, fingers engaged. And I get to not sit in my recliner and just sit there, but I'm at my table. And, and the, the, the blinds are open and the sun shines in. And then I get to finish a product. And I take a picture of every puzzle that I finish. And then I start a new one, and I donate the puzzle. My linen nice. closet is a puzzle closet, hmm. so I have Love it. unending Love it. access to what brings me peace. Hmm. That's Love great. Love it. Yeah. Love it. That's great. That's fantastic. So that is. So while I don't might not look like the let's sit in quiet and do puzzles, that is what it is. And I can absolutely go back to something I was introduced to as a child. Uh, w- with my family where we sit down and do puzzles together. That's and fantastic. I have just really recognized that doing that proactively and having it readily available, I get to go, man, today, and, and again, not as a coping. I don't use that when I need to escape. 
I don't do that because that would ruin it for me. So the importance of finding the difference between yes. what activities. This is a, yes. a yep. practice that I do on yep. a regular basis. Yes, this is my is Sunday on. evening. Man, I've got a load of laundry in. I'm going to sit at the puzzle table for an hour. Yeah. And that's nice. what I do. Mm-hmm. That's nice. great. Yeah. Jigsaw puzzles. I'm brought back to, for me, for self-care, um, probably the time in my life that I had the least amount of self-care. And so thinking about what was important then and and. Re- and Compare that to now. So there was a time when I was um, working full time um, at at, as a manager at a community college and working fifty ish hours a week, and I was pastoring a church at the same time. And so, like many folks out there who work in different um, different industries, I had a lot of work all the time, and there was always more that I could be doing in in both places. Um, And in that time, it was like I, I felt like I was drowning like trying to just tread water just to stay alive for a lot of that time it was it was not good but finding self-care was was important in that and probably the most important discipline that i tried um that i tried to instill was um finding space uh usually a day and so different traditions have have named that different things but like this is there's one day in every week that i'm that i'm not going to engage in the work that I'm doing in the other six days yeah, and saying, this is time, this is a day, a space that I'm not doing those things. And I'm, and I'm going to be doing different things. Um, and thinking about time as almost like the circle that keeps repeating. And it provides a day in the midst of that repetition. That's not like all the other days. And I think that often we can get the most bogged down when every day is the same. Sure. And so that was one practice that was beneficial for me. And that can come in different ways, but just a boundary. When are you shutting off? what you do every other day and starting something different and when do you turn that back on and what practices do you instill at the front and back end of those rituals to help you transition out of maybe work world and into rest world i think that what was interesting for me because i'd worked multiple jobs for so many years that when i stopped and i all of a sudden only had one job i didn't know what to do with my time anymore yeah and i had to find new hobbies So I started writing for a while. But I took on writing project for eighteen months, and just that's what I did that gave me life. It was a creative, a creative work where I was I was creating something, and then I had a, a product at the end. Yeah. Um, and for me, that that was life giving. It filled that space to uh, allow me to rejuvenate after the several years of being worn out from working two jobs. I love it. Yeah, Josh, what that's about you? Um, so my self care is, um, making sure that I suffer every morning for about an hour and a half, lifting weights, exercising, understanding that I need to do that. Um, so then I can go about my day. So I, I take care of my physical fitness and, and work out. I also try to eat as healthy as I possibly can. That's couple things I do I also it waxes and wanes just a little bit but I took that um, same thing where I pick one day a week where I don't I will look at social media one time Mm -hmm. and I don't do anything else on social media I'll watch a movie with the kids I'll hang out with my wife I'll whatever and that's my day I'll do that the the newest thing that I've done for me as an extrovert, similar to what um, Renee, I'm a, I'm probably a maybe even a 29 on that. Like I'm I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. So 
not to one up you, but please, yeah. please do. <laughs> um, please. So Saturdays. My wife works all day, and I spend the whole day with the kids, which is exhausting, <laughs> right? When you're the only one, like it's, and you're just doing <laughs> stuff, and they're rowdy boys, and it's just that I finally had to tell her we need a date night. Yeah, every Saturday night is date night, yeah. no matter what, for my self care because yeah. I need that connection yep. to her and that other thing when yeah, I spend because great. on because my boys are old enough to do a lot of stuff on their own on Saturdays and they don't want to necessarily hang out with me, but I still got to manage it all. Sure. So I spend a lot of time by myself. And as an extrovert, spending that much time by yourself is exhausting. It is. Yeah. It doesn't isn't that restful time for you. Yeah, it's, it's not, not that self care. Exactly. So then, so we had to go through a couple um, tough discussions that I and she's an she's an introvert, so she spends all day talking to people and then comes home and is like I. I need to leave not. me alone. So we had to come to some. We had to come yeah. to some terms. Yeah. So she does some things before she comes home to to reboot herself. Yeah. Or have some time at home to reboot, and then we go out on a date yeah. and, or with friends or whatever. And that's a huge self-care thing for me. You know what I think is really cool about that? If I can kind of bring it back to the um, coping versus the mm-hmm. self-care, how, how truly rich that is for your marriage so that you are not intersecting with your spouse when you need to cope. Right. right? You are doing that as a refreshing, rejuvenating, regular part of, of life. And not a get me out of this house right now, right? And kind right. of putting that pressure, it becomes putting a that practice, space. and not a coping mechanism. Right. And it was, right. a, and I would say that it was a coping mechanism at the beginning. Sure, uh, yeah, you needed because it I in needed, a moment to yeah. avoid doing other yeah. things. Yeah, and now, oh, and then you a, had a conversation, yeah. and right, we communication can yeah. absolutely change some of those dynamics of our behavior exactly into a really neat practice. Yep. So that so that practice is interesting. So that's the only one that we mentioned that require like that's. With somebody else, right? So you sure. had to put that practice in. But when we're thinking about other practices, so working out, for example, or any of the other ones that we've talked about, how do you start a new practice? In the morning for me, and I'm not just saying this is for everybody else, I put my feet on the ground. I just put my feet on the ground, and if I put my feet on the ground when an alarm goes off, I know I'm going to get up. I just so have it's just to do that, that really simple yeah. little really thing. Really simple. When the alarm thing. goes off, my foot goes on the ground, it's, and that's step one. Yep. Because if I if I don't, if I start if I start rationalizing with myself, I can rationalize all day long to yep. why I could lay in bed. Take a look around, and um, there's something that I actually intersected in a church space of your life should reflect the priority of your loves. Hmm. And could I see myself loving myself in my life? So if somebody came in and took a look at me in my space, am I loving myself? And that's when I said the puzzle will stay out all of the time. Hmm. If I need to have a dinner party, I can put a tablecloth over the puzzle and protect my space, or I can have it elsewhere. Yeah. It stays out. Like, this is a priority. I needed my uh, being present in my life was in, was uh, um, enough to make it a priority. It needed to be there. So there's, like, this priority for both for Josh. It's time. For Renee, it's space. Yes, one of the practices that I found to be helpful when I'm trying to start a new routine of self-care for myself is finding someone else who cares about the same thing for themselves or who cares about me enough who can hold me accountable. And so having some regular communication with them. So on the one hand, I find that helpful because um, on some regularity, I'm reporting to another person. On the other hand, I don't find it helpful because it's, I still can every time tell them I didn't do it. I, yeah. I, I, it still has to be important to me, right? 
yeah, buddy system. Yep. So I work out with my wife every morning. Sometimes I'm struggling to put my foot on the ground, and she presses my knee. Yeah, awesome. I'm using a metaphor, but like yeah. in that sense, and we do it together. So there is, so I'm still doing self-care, but I still have somebody that awesome. is helping me. Uh, I think about self-care, the words I use, life-giving. Like so, activities that you're doing on a regular basis that give you life. So there's there's obviously um, other like physical health impacts of some of these practices that are that um, contribute to over your overall wellness or health. But sometimes some of those things are not at the same time life giving to you. In that by practicing these things, you're able to enjoy life more and experience life to its fullest. Mm-hmm. Not in like the actual quantifiable way. It, it fills your, your cup. Like, yes, it fills I, your cup. After yes, I sit at my puzzle table and I get in a couple of pieces or work on a space, I can conquer anything. That's right. I can. Yeah. Yep. I, I really can. Having someone to talk to is great for self-care. And it's also great when you're needing help coping. And so that's another one that I want to mention here is just well, doing what you need to do. Yep. To regulate and to talk through what's going on and get those strategies in place before it's needed. Yeah. Because so you're at a higher elevated point. Maybe the self care side of that is more in the regular pattern of being in relationships with others that you're able to have those conversations. And that yes. is that's yep. the ongoing practice yes. that makes it self care. Mm-hmm. Um, Just like a maintenance. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. appreciated that, that clarification because I do. I'm a huge believer in the, the communication the relationship hanging out with my best friend is self-care to right, me right um but if i and it can also be coping so i've got to right. do it strategically and, and plan dinner with my bestie mm-hmm. but then when i am in peril or emotionally dysregulated i reach out to her i have she knows and has given me permission to do that yeah and it's very different than a professional context right 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 and yeah. so right there's a there's a difference between again calling a crisis line can be a coping skill i i'm not i don't think calling a crisis line is good self-care right it, it, i mean i and again i, I challenge me i want folks so, to use that when they need sure. to reach out Calling a crisis line is not a regular practice you do in a routine pattern ongoing as a part of your plan to have. It's a coping skill when you're dysregulated. Engaging in mental health services, engaging in physical health practices could be something that keeps you maintenance phase, right? Maintaining your self-care. How about hanging out with your case manager every week? I just want to to reiterate that when we say that's not self-care, we are not saying don't do that. Right, correct. Positive positive coping mechanisms and practices are positive things in your life, and so we're not saying don't do those. If you need help, reach out for help. 100%. Agreed. Yep. Okay, thanks for joining us for another episode. I'm Keith. I'm Kate. I'm Josh. I'm Renee, and it's okay if you're not okay.